a can. Spins a web any size. Catch your seeds just like flies. Look out. Here comes the Spider-Man. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey there, there goes the Spider-Man. Hello, folks, and welcome to the Real Pro Podcast. I am your host, Mark Salcedo. Alongside me, I have my best friend. Kelsey Loisel. Kelsey Loisel. Hey, but you know what? I will never call you folks because I don't think you're old like Mark does. Uh, yeah. They're so, old. You know, I'm, I'm super young. Patrons, thank you for your patronage. <laughs> Uh, we are sponsored by AARP. No, I was joking. <laughs> uh, we want to welcome everybody back to the Real Appeal podcast. Um, got a special episode going on today. Hmm. Uh, we're looking really forward to this because it seems like we've been cursed every time we try to get this episode started. Uh, our first attempt, we, I pulled my back. Yep. <laughs> Second attempt, uh, Oh, wait, was it my fault again? I think I was hungover. I've been a little too hungover. Uh, what, are you talking about Sunday? Yeah. You yeah. were hungover. Yeah, I was hungover on Sunday. And then we were going to do it yesterday, and we had some technical issues. But we're, gonna do th- we're doing this episode. So for uh, this week's episode, we are going to be doing the review of Spider-Man Far From Home. We really want to talk about this, and we definitely want to talk about the geriatric cinematic portion, which is Spider-Man 2. Just to uh, get a few things out of the way, you can find us on all the social media platforms, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, on Facebook is The Real Appeal, two E's, Twitter, Appeal Real, Instagram, Real Appeal, and contact us on TheRealAppeal at gmail.com. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, also, I would like you folks. Patrons. Patrons. To no, not patrons. <laughs> patrons. Oh, patrons. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you guys can give us a review on iTunes, uh, we want to climb up the iTunes charts, you know, get in the front page. It'd be all super cool <laughs> and popular. That'd be great. Uh, so for today's, or for this week's uh, show, we got the new segment. Uh, like I said, our recent review. And we have uh, a try this, not that. Uh, it's mainly going to be just try this. And I can set our geriatric cinematic uh, review of Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about why, real quick, we decided to do Spider-Man and not Hustlers or... Uh, yeah, I, I had mentioned earlier that, not earlier, uh, last week's show, uh, we were going to do Golden Finch. Is it the Golden Finch or Gold? Gold Finch. The Gold Finch. But we, were, we heard it was poo-poo. And the Hustlers, we were kind of like whatever on it, maybe. I'm hearing it's really good, but we figured we're like... Since Spider-Man Two, Spider-Man Far From Home is out on Blu-ray, like Tuesday, this past Tuesday, we figured, hey, this is the opportunity we get the chance to talk about this movie before it fades off into the ether. Mm-hmm. Voila, voila, voila. So from that, we are going to jump into our news segment. Uh, for the news, J.J. Abrams signs a massive deal with uh, well, who was it? Apple. Warner Media. Warner Media. Signs a huge deal with Warner Media. I thought it was Apple. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's Warner Media. Okay. So, J.J. Abrams with Bad Robot is now going to be working with Warner Media. Uh, The deal supposedly reached about maybe like $500 million. Uh, This deal is going to work. It's just 
pretty much bad robot making tv shows and movies and stuff like that for warner media um bad robot you know it's behind westworld that's on hbo castle rock on hulu and uh if i remember correctly they actually formed a video game development division through warner brothers interactive entertainment so fucking those streaming wars really coming up do you think he's going to be able to keep whatever contracts he has going at the moment, right? Like yeah. he'll be able to stay with Westworld until it's done. Yeah, Westworld's got like one more season, and like that's it. And they were planning on that, or yeah, that yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? Jonathan Nolan and his wife. I can't remember her name. Forgive me. Uh, they had already decided like after the third season they're done, and I think they actually just signed a deal or recently signed a deal with uh, Amazon Prime to oh, create wow. content. So, you know. Everybody, they're getting their shit together. You know, they're going to try to get all the talent. All these streaming servers are getting the talent together to essentially vine for your money. I saw someone post something on Facebook today that if you add up all of the prices of the streaming services, it comes out to more than like 100 bucks a month. All the streaming services? Yeah. There's a lot of streaming services out there. Or is it just like the popular streaming services? The, yeah, like Hulu, Disney. Gotcha. NBC's new one. CBS. That's the thing. Like I'm, I like I I have. See, so what do I have? You and I have HBO. Uh, go. You and I share that, and then we share Hulu, Netflix. I have Netflix. I know we get Disney Plus. We both have Amazon. Yeah, we both have Amazon Prime, but we got that because like we like the the delivery service as well. We like getting our shit two days because we don't like waiting like suckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have I haven't calculated how much I've been paying for, but I mean, you know, that's that's the, this was the whole reason of cutting the cord and now it's kind of coming up to like cord being the cord. Being the cord, seriously, yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, there uh, I it is it didn't it doesn't say what exactly uh JJ Abrams has in store with Warner Media. Uh no idea of what projects are going to get off the ground or What's going to go? What's going to happen? But the deal, the agreement is effective immediately and goes to 2024. So Dang, that's a lot of time. That's a commitment. That's a serious commitment. Yeah. With Warner Media. But see, the Warner Media owns like a lot of shit. So he can like venture out to all these other like sub subcategory like well, hopefully studios. Hopefully he does them right because they suck. Warner Media? You know, they own WB and I don't like WB. That's true. But. Yeah, they own HBO. Do they? Yeah, Westworld. Okay. Euphoria. Mm-hmm. Eh? Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it for that story. Kelsey, what do you got for us? That's the end of the show. Yeah. Good night, folks. <laughs> uh, X-Men. Um, X-Men and Spider-Man cartoons from the 90s are available on Disney+. Plus. Um, I don't know about anybody else. Maybe it's just me, mm -hmm. but I love that stuff growing up. I Which watched one, the the X Men Spider Man cartoons. Yeah, I think I, everybody loved those. No, it was just me. Oh, the only cool they, one. They only ever. did that for you. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, it's currently available in the Netherlands. Um, Disney Plus is, and they gave a sneak preview on their streaming their streaming service. Mm -hmm. So early subscribers saw X-Men, the animated series, and Spider-Man, the animated series, are available to stream. 
Yeah, and I'm seeing here that uh, it looks like a lot of the old Spider-Man cartoons are going to end up on there as well. Yeah. That's pretty dope. I... Which one I used to watch a lot. I did re- I did watch Spider-Man and it's... Okay, so these are the shows. Spider-Man is Amazing Friends. Spider-Man the Anime Series from 94. Spider-Man Unlimited. Ultimate Spider-Man. Spider-Man. 2017. <laughs> okay. And Spider-Man Shorts. Uh, 2017. Those shorts are about Spider-Man Shorts. I know this is like slightly off topic, mm-hmm. but it just popped into my head. What's that? Um, we didn't talk about gargoyles coming back. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> you should talk about yes. that. Yes. All right. All right. <laughs> I used to love that, right. too. Yes. Gargoyles was free. Uh, I don't know who doesn't know. Y'all stupid if you don't know. <laughs> gargoyles was a great, great uh, animated show on Disney. Uh, started uh, Keith David. Keith David. Um, and it was a bunch, it was about a bunch of gargoyles who lived through like the medieval times, like literal gargoyles lived through the medieval times and woke up in like current times. And that it has to do with like, like fucking like, like North mythology and stuff like that. It was like this crazy shit. Gargoyles. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some insight. Gargoyles was the first like cartoon or show that let me know that there can be a fucking plot twist. Mm-hmm. And there was this huge plot twist that I didn't see coming, and I freaked the fuck out. I watched, I ran around my house like, oh my God, oh my God. And <laughs> I was like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know, oh my God. I don't got to tell you, but it was fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's rumored that Disney, that Gargoyles is going to end up on Disney Plus, which is great because you can't find those episodes anywhere legally. You can find it on torrent sites and stuff, but you can't find, there's like no Blu-ray edition. There's like two VHS like volumes and the wow. show went on for like three years. How many? Uh, three years for three seasons. Oh, I thought you said 30 years. I was <gasps> like, what? <laughs> oh, I still be, I'll be watching it like to this day and everything. Gargoyles. <laughs> and actual, everything, right? And everything. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. Sorry. Gargoyles. Awesome. Um, so yeah. Uh, Netflix. Oh, Netflix. Okay. So. Going off of the, uh, you know, everybody's getting, all these streaming services getting their ducks in the row. Netflix has required Seinfeld. This is dope. Uh, from what I'm, from what I read, I think, let me see, transaction. They don't, Netflix, they, the, the transaction has not been disclosed, but supposedly Netflix paid more than $500 million for Seinfeld. Okay, so I like this, but I already have Seinfeld on Hulu. So once it goes to Netflix, I'm just like, oh, cool. I'll just watch it on Netflix now. <laughs> but um, Seinfeld, I mean, I think that's dope that, I mean, Netflix did this because. They um, fucked up and didn't keep friends in the office. Yeah. Friends in the office are gone. They're going to NBC Universal from what I read. I think Warner Media paid like close to like a billion dollars for the Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. So. Netflix is like, shit, we gotta like grab something. So they grab Seinfeld. And I know people are gonna stick around just for Seinfeld alone. Cause that shit, that is, that is a great show. Yeah. So fucking awesome. I can finally watch it. You have Hulu. Yeah, but. But what? I could finally watch it. Oh my God. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so it seems like Seinfeld is gonna be on Netflix for, looks like a good about five years. So that seems pretty good. 
for five years. So what they paid all that money and there's a time limit. They don't like own own it. No, no. I mean, if they don't produce the con- content themselves, they don't own it. They have to lo- get it loaned out. Like like a, <laughs> like Disney and fucking Sony. Yeah. Ex- God, we'll get into further into that. Or well, you heard all this stuff about that, but. We told you all the stuff about that. Yeah, we still got shit to talk about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's that's how the that's how the way things are. I mean, you they loan out their uh, their property, and that's how studios or productions, whoever got the show together, they, that's how they make their money off of it. They keep mm-hmm. making their money off of it. I honestly, <laughs> I honestly don't know how that works because it, that's a lot of money to pay for something that people have already seen, mm-hmm. and yeah, people have a following, but I can't imagine. That Seinfeld is so popular that people are binge watching the show, like more than a handful of people. Well, people they people are still binge watching The Office. They're binge watching Friends. There are people who have never watched The Office and got just barely got into it. I've seen like a couple episodes of The Office. I don't plan on binge watching it, but I mean, there's a constant like new generation of people just growing up who's like I've I've seen all these Office memes, these Office gifs. So let me see what the office is all about. Mm. You know, I mean, I've been watching Star Trek: The Next Generation, and there's a bunch of like Star Trek gifs and memes. And while I'm watching it, I'm like, "Oh, that's from that meme! I totally get it now." (laughs) (laughs) It happens. Uh, you know what? Nobody else will get ever. Hmm. Why Movie Pass shuts down randomly? Movie Pass. Oh, I fucking Movie Pass. Yeah. <laughs> we, right. we had Movie Pass for uh, like a hot minute. Yeah, for like two months. Yeah. Um. Apparently, it's officially dead as of September fourteenth. But we were, we don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Okay. Don't spoil it. <laughs> the news was announced the day prior via emails to subscribers, if they even have it, more than one subscriber. <laughs> um. It marks the end of a tumultuous two-year saga. And last we heard from MoviePass, they were laying off a bunch of people because, you know, they're fucking retards. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, the team responsible for, you know, making sure all the ticket sales and everything go through, mm-hmm. uh, they were shut down in July. I think that's funny how, like, this, this model was destined to fall like you only paid nine dollars a month for unlimited movie passes like like one one ticket a day Mm -hmm. okay so from what i read you pay like the cards that they gave you was was a debit card linked to their business account right and that's where you got the money from so they took that nine dollars a month that you made and uh that you paid and MoviePass paid the rest for each ticket that you bought. That was a that was a mo- business model that was destined to fail. Yeah, it was, and it surprised it lasted for two for two years. Um, and then I mean, yeah, MoviePass died. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then like, hold on, five, four, three, two. One and movie pass is back. <laughs> Kelsey, you want to you want to take that? Um, just days after its death, movie pass may be resurrected. Four days. That's all it took. Four days. Four days. Um, 
you know, you thought you got away from it, you know, mismanagement, blah, blah, blah. We've mm-hmm. seen this like time and time again already, but you know, four days is longer, I think, than any other time it's been down. Yeah, it's normally been down for like what, like a day or two or something. Like yeah, that. Um, Ted Farnsworth, who uh, I guess was the former CEO and financier of MoviePass, um, not of MoviePass, of their parent company, Helios and Matheson Analytics. Um, he wants to buy Helios and Matheson and all of its subsidiaries. Because apparently he's still a believer. <laughs> um, so he's been quoted as saying, I believe there is a great unrealized value in MoviePass and we want to rebuild and make sure it reaches its full potential. I've always believed in the business model and the brand. Former MoviePass CEO Mitch Lowe and I built at MoviePass. There's tremendous appetite for movie theater ticket subscriptions. And he also said, uh, I believe there is a great unrealized i think you've already said that you know what (laughs) the article no no seriously the article uh that i pulled it from uh, had it twice oh shit i was like i was looking i was like why did kelsey copy and paste this twice this is really weird i hope she'll notice it (laughs) no i didn't notice it (laughs) so yeah movie movie pass isn't dead after all Uh uh-huh um I do like the fact that it, it did really shake up the whole movie industry because now we got AMC StubHub uh, and then like Regal, I think, is getting a subscription pass or something like that. I'm really interested in Regal because they have a fantastic rewards program. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, cause I love their rewards program. It's so easy to build up points and mm-hmm. just watch a free movie. I know Arclight has one. Um I don't know how good it is. And I know, uh, what's it place called? Animal, the Alamo Draft House. They have a subscription service as well. I have a question for you. Sure. Um, were you aware that MoviePass changed the passwords of its most heavy users so that they couldn't get into their accounts and then jeopardize their personal information by doing so? I remember hearing stuff about that. Uh yeah, like there were people who were trying to like cancel MoviePass and it was like, oh, your password is not accurate or whatever. Mm. And they got, since they got locked out of their own system, that's fucked up. I heard MoviePass did some like deceitful fucking shit to like stay in business. They should have got sued. I, I, wouldn't, I would not be surprised if like, I don't know, like two days later we hear like a class action, law, class action lawsuit or something like that. Yeah. That would be fucking hilarious. We had, we had MoviePass for like two months and... Kelsey and I thought, like, oh, this is great. We're going to movies every day. But we didn't take advantage of it. We just don't have the time. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have the time to go to movies every day. I, I wouldn't mind getting uh, uh, AMC Stub, uh, StubHub pads or whatever it's called. AMC. I think it's A-List Stub or some shit. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind getting that now, especially since now we do the show. We see a movie, like, every week now. But there are movies that we want to see that's not that we don't talk about. And so, you know, I've been kind of debating about getting that. The only thing that sucks is, like... We like watching a lot of indie movies, and they don't really play that much at the AMC. And the Lemley doesn't have a rewards program, does it? Yeah, it does not. I heard, actually, you know what? I heard Lemley was up for sale now. Really? Yeah, I hate that because... You you don't know who's going to get it. You don't know who's going to get it. It's a great independent, like, franchise, but, like, it it might become, like, another Regal or some shit. Um, Also, look up the history of Lemley. Okay. Not you, but I'm talking to oh. the 
you know, the listeners. <laughs> the listeners? Yeah. It's fascinating. It has to do with Thomas Edison. <gasps> that yeah. bastard. That bastard. Oh, I still want to read that now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I believe that's going to be it for our news segment. And from there, we are going to jump into our review of, uh, what's the movie reviewing? I completely forgot. <laughs> Jump into a review of Spider-Man Far From Home. Everywhere I go, I see his face. I just really miss him. Yeah, I miss him too. I don't think Tony would have done what he did if he didn't know that you were going to be here after he was gone. You gonna be the next Iron Man now? Well, no, I don't have time. I'm too busy doing your jobs. What? Oh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Look, keep up the good work because I am going on vacation. Heads up, Nick Fury's calling you. I don't really want to talk to Nick Answer Fury. Answer the phone. Why? Because if you don't talk to him, then I have to talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. You sent Nick Fury to voicemail? I gotta go. You do not ghost Nick Fury. What up, dorks? What's up? We're just talking about the trip. I'm here in St. Marco Polo's. Oh, I think MJ really likes me. That reminds me when I first fell in love. You're a very difficult person to contact, Spider-Man. And that was the trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, you guys have seen it. It made like a billion dollars. Let's just go ahead and get this over with. Directed by John Watts. Synopsis, following the events of Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man must step up to take on new threats in a world that has changed forever. Uh, starring Tom Holland as Peter Parker, Spider-Man, Samuel Jackson, Nick Fury, Jake Gyllenhaal as Quentin Beck. <clears throat> Spoiler, Mysterio. Uh, Marissa Tomei is back. John Favreau, Zendaya's MJ, Jacob Bolton as Ned Ned Leeds, and Kobe Smolder? It's Smolder, right? Smolders. Smolder uh, as Maria Hill. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Spider-Man Far From Home. Kelsey, uh, go to you first. Then I'll go to the other guy second. Yeah. Okay. The other guy named Mark. Yeah, the other guy named Mark. What did you think about this movie? Okay. I'm conflicted a little bit. All right. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. All right. Here's my thing. I have this total love for Tom Holland as Uh Spider-Man. Like, he can almost do no wrong. Um, I know, I feel like the story wasn't, as strong as it could have been mm. like it's it was kind of like a oh let's make money last hurrah bullshit mm. and it could have done something with itself and it didn't it like it was just like a shiny penny thing yeah i i kind of at the time when we saw the movie i i didn't really get that sense while watching it of course i was just like all in i was enthralled by this whole spider-man movie because i love spider-man so i was just like sucked in with this whole thing but after kind of watched after watching the movie and really think about it it was like all right there wasn't a really whole lot of plot yeah so that that's how i feel about it like as soon as we were done watching it Mm. i i got this sense like i was a little disappointed and i didn't really quite know why yeah and it's definitely like tom holland is great i wasn't disappointed with him Mm mm-hmm and now I know it's just because of the plot thing. I mean, it's it wasn't like 
couple of holes. And, I mean, there were some, but it wasn't it like... It seemed like thin. It was just, yeah, really thin, like yeah. like a low-hanging fruit or some shit. Yeah, I mean, it's it was an easy... I mean, if you think about it, it was kind of an easy grab because it's coming off... Uh, at the time it, it, of it being released, it was coming off of Avengers Endgame. People were thirsty for another Marvel movie to see what happens after those events. Um, but I have to second that about the, the plot uh, because I... Before watching this, I sat down and rewatched uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. That shit is dope. It's still good, like st- as a story. Mm-hmm. It's still good. It's still strong because you get like you get like the conflict between uh, Spider-Man and um, Michael Keaton's character, the Vulture. Mm-hmm. I have, his real name is escaping me right now, but you get to see like from the Vulture's point of view, like this dude's just trying to survive. He got fucked over. This one, it's just like, the villain is just like a dick because someone made fun of his shit. Yeah. Um, I did like, I okay, I, I do like the relationship between Tom Holland and, it's Zendaya, right? I keep, mm-hmm. okay, it's the relationship between Tom Holland's Peter Parker and Zendaya's Mary Jane. Um, but it's, I, like I said, I like the relationship, but I, I felt like I missed something. Yeah, it it wasn't as uh, full or like robust. Yeah, like it like it didn't grow organically enough in front of us. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, um, like when the movie starts, like Peter Parker's like, "Oh, I gotta tell Mary Jane how I feel about her." Well, like at what point did you realize this? You know, <laughs> which is like really weird. Yeah, and um, it was it it went. I don't know it. I don't want to talk about it before we get to the spoiler section. Okay. Um, what do you think? Okay. Let's let's see if we can touch up on the effects without spoiling it. Would I thought th- they were actually pretty good. You don't think they were that good? No, I said I think they were. Okay, okay. Um, they have like this whole, I guess I will call it CGI within CGI thing mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. Um, and it looks pretty good. Yeah. And I, I like, I don't... I know you know what I'm saying, but I don't want to go into that. Oh yeah, I get yeah the, the yeah we'll get into that part. But yeah. like I mean, just like from an overall perspective, you're just like yeah, it was good. I totally yeah. The I really thought I really thought the the effects were good. Um, the acting, some of it was good. I liked the uh, the teacher didn't really have a huge role, but uh, he had some really he he needed help. Yeah, that dude. He was good. Oh, I, his name is escaping right now. But yeah, the teacher. <sighs> yeah, um, you kind of felt bad for him. That dude's a re- he's a really good comedian. His guy, I can't find his fucking name. Anyway, what the fuck's the teacher's name? Oh my god, I feel so stupid now. <laughs> anyway, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Anyway, so yeah, the guy who played the teacher, you said what he needed help. Um, he added like a, I think he added like a little bit of a... Was it Martin Starr? Martin Starr, thank you. Yes. As soon as you say Martin Starr, I'm like, boom, there he is. Mr. Har- Har- Harrington. Harrington. Yeah, that dude was funny. I actually liked the, the guy who was the other teacher, J.B. Smooth. Um, Smooth. Sorry, J.B. Smooth. <laughs> Mr. Dell. I like J.B. Smooth. That dude's, he's, like, he has really great comedic timing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know what? Let's uh, we're gonna go ahead and just jump into the uh, spoiler section because we want to go in a little bit more detailed of what we thought about that. So if you guys, I don't know if you guys haven't seen it yet, 
and you don't want to be spoiled, I mean, go watch the movie. But if you guys have seen it, here's a spoiler bumper coming up right about now. What, what, yeah, for real, tell me how much you hate this movie. I don't hate the movie. <laughs> I, I like the movie. It's just, it's not better than Homecoming mm-hmm. at all. But from point A to point B, it's very linear. It's not, there's nothing special about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much like here's a good guy. Here's another good guy that you kind of get a weird feeling of. Mm. Oh, wait, he's a bad guy. Okay, now we got to defeat the bad guy. Defeated the bad guy, the end. Oh, wait, there was that, there was the whole big, uh, the post credits, I mean, the mid credit scene that added more level. Oh, man, that mid credit scene was so good. That added what? It, it, it added, it added, it upped the ante, like, right at the perfect moment. Did it? Yeah. I mean, we'll probably never see the results of that, thanks to fucking Sony. Yeah. Whatever. Um, Okay, so going off of your part about the villain, Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio, for people who have read the comics, for people who have watched the cartoons, people who remember the cartoons, we all know that he's going to become Mysterio. He's going to become the villain. For a moment, I thought they weren't going to go that route. Because Jake Gyllenhaal played that role so damn convincingly. That's the thing about Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm. I look at his dumb mouth. Oh, my God. Okay. And I'm sitting here like, this dude does not look like he has any fucking talent. But, wait a minute. Okay. Then I remember Nightcrawler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay, no. He has talent. Beautiful film. Beautiful. Beautiful <laughs> film. God, I love that movie. Um, well, what about, what about, like he, he just has a very stoic face and mm. then, but he can really bring it when he gets to scenes where he needs to bring it. So I don't, I just don't feel like he's charismatic enough to really pull a character like that. Well, what about, what about his role in Nocturnal Animals where he played the writer? <sighs> Nothing. We went to see that movie. No, I know. Um. I feel like that was just Nightcrawler point two point Yeah, but he was well, he it was, was he was more he was more subtle in that one. He wasn't more subtle, yeah. Mm. He was good. Mm. But I felt like the story was really good, so it wasn't all about him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And also I got to uh feed my hate for Amy Adams. What? <laughs> because, you know, her character in that one she's like totally deserved everything she got. Yeah. Totally. Um, so, the CGI that you that we were about to get into, um, the CGI within CGI. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that scene because it fully embraces Mysterio of like what he can do. Mm-hmm. That is what Mysterio is all about. Really fucking with your head like that, and we've never got a. At a legit representation of it, other than like a cartoon, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. but to see it fully realized, even though it is technically an animation, but it was like so dope. I can't relate because I don't know anything about that character. I'm like, okay, so we're going to reuse a name from Rey Mysterio. Oh my. <sighs> and then, so then I realized after that he was an actual character that existed for a long time. Yeah, he's been around for a while. So it's like the um, 70s, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, um, the other thing about him mm-hmm. is that everyone's like Mysterio, Mysterio, but I didn't know anything about him. So yeah. I just, for whatever reason, automatically assumed he was another hero. Oh, so you got sucked into the whole like hero thing. Yeah, I didn't know anything about him. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, cool. He's another hero. And then like I realized, no, you're just fucking crybaby. Yeah, that's, see, that, that's okay. That's the thing that really bugged me about um, his history that he was connected to Tony Stark mm-hmm. and the other guy. I did. Okay, that part annoyed me. But I did like how. The other dude, I forgot what the dude's name is, but the guy who um, was working with Quentin Beck, he's the same guy from the first Iron Man movie mm-hmm. that Jebediah, uh, Jebediah Stane yelled at, like, uh, you know, Tony built this in a cave with a bunch of scraps, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like that guy. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that they pulled that guy way back to, like, what, Iron Man 2004? It was like, hey, you're going to be a villain or at least like a psychic villain or some shit that I really, really liked. Um, however, I didn't like, I did not like that reveal. Like the, when they're in the, uh, when they're in the bar, mm-hmm. I didn't like how they did that. No, it was weird. It was like a clan meeting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I kind of was so like shit. a clan meeting, but in cheers. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> a clan meeting, but in cheers. <laughs> but everybody burns across. Fuck. That's how it came off. It was like the wolf on Wall Street mm-hmm. meets, I don't know, another bar movie. Another bar movie? Uh, what's, this, what's another bar movie? Coyote Ugly. Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait. No. All right. All right. All right. Hold up. Hold up. <coughs> so we got Cheers meets a clan meeting meets Coyote Ugly. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Okay. We're definitely, we're, I definitely like that. Okay. Okay. All right, so at this clan meeting at the Coyote Ugly slash Cheers, mm-hmm. where everybody hates every everybody hates anybody who's a minority. Yes. <laughs> Quentin Beck reveals so fucking stupid. No, well, technically, it's like the reverse clan because in their eyes, they're all minorities. <laughs> <laughs> because Tony Stark fucking slighted them a thousand years ago. That's so <laughs> It was reverse. whiny like that. <laughs> reverse clan meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just picturing like <laughs> I'm just picturing Tony Stark 
burning crosses in front of these people's houses and shit. But it's like Tony Stark, like, for peace, and then burns the cross in the Iron Man suit, sits it with a phaser and shit. He's just like, look, I'm decorating your lawn. Yeah, I know. You're welcome. And he's like snide and snarky as shit. Like, you couldn't do it better than me anyway. Yeah. It needed a decoration. Yeah. You got the hate Stark style. Yeah. <laughs> Stark industry style <laughs> hate. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, fuck. Okay. Anyway. I didn't so, need a deathbed do over to almost need a kill you. do over for that one. <laughs> Holy shit. That's a good one. That's like two, that's two weeks in a row you made me crack up like that. Um, okay, so let's let's go back to. Uh, so th- my biggest gripe with that is, um, it's like this huge. It, 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 it's it's what it's what's called an exposition dump. They exposition the dump. They exposition they exposition dump. the dump out of it. Yeah, yeah exposition <laughs> the dump out of the dump. This this reverse this reverse clan meeting. <laughs> Um, yeah, Quinn Bed does like an exposition dump, like, you know, we're together because you did this and Tony did that to you and Tony did that to you and blah, 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 blah. And I know after like that, that scene had played out and everybody saw it, there was like this running gag memes or whatever, where like every villain is created by Tony Stark in the MCU, Mm -hmm. which it kind of makes sense. I mean, there's Ultron. That was a villain that Tony Stark created. Um... In a way, kind of Obadiah Stane, the first Iron Man, Whiplash, and the second Iron Man, or what you call Cars 2. Yeah. <laughs> Cars 2, yeah. Cars 2. And then now this one is Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, I don't think it was just that. Okay. Do you remember there was like a scientist? Okay, scientist. He yeah. slept with like a woman scientist. I forget which Iron Man it was. Oh, it was Iron Man 3. Yeah. Okay. So there was that one that was kind oh, of yeah, a villain. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then, yeah, Iron Man three created his own villain, right? Uh, the Mandarin. Yeah. Because he because he like made fun of the Mandarin. Yeah. yeah okay. That one. Um. There was another one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like playing all the villains in my head right now. Well, indirectly, I think it was the Avengers, not just him, but before Scarlet Witch came on, her and her brother. Oh no! Uh, you know, it was Tony Stark. Started. Tony Stark, uh, it was a Stark industry weapon that blew up, or that, that like, caved in the Scarlet Witch and... Uh, her family, basically, Yeah, yeah. Their there's, home. So there's that. What's another one? Holy shit. What's another villain that they created? Uh, see, Thor. Probably his daughter when she grows up. <laughs> yeah, probably. <clears throat> um, shit, I can't think of another one. Maybe Justin Hammer from Iron Man 2? He was in competition for Tony Stark's uh, contract with the military, maybe. I don't know. Something like that. Anyway. Terrence Howard. <laughs> yeah, Terrence Howard, the true enemy. That's why he's retiring. Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay, okay. So let me, let me finish my <laughs> thought. Let me finish my thought. Okay. So, yeah, I wasn't really digging that whole exposition dump. Uh, it just seemed very foolish. It's, it, it does lend to what Quentin Beck is about, which is about the theatrics. You know, he's like the master of illusions and all that kind of shit, which is cool. But it seemed like it was too much. It's it was kinda, forced. It was forced. It really seemed forced. Um, so, I, what did you think about that? Uh, we're, we'll jump right ahead to the ending part. What did you think about that battle scene? I actually really liked the battle scene. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, like tornadoes and all that kind of stuff with the machines and stuff. No, like that. yeah, I don't know. So here's the thing: I don't do well with that kind of a scene, mm-hmm. 
and it and it was done well i think but i always get so confused and turned around like i can't focus on what's going on so for me there really isn't a whole huge point to it yeah um but it wasn't so much that as it was that spider-man really had a hard time with this yeah and like you really got a sense of that Mm -hmm. um and for how great jake gyllenhaal is he was sorely misused on this character. I don't think it was. I don't think the scene was directed that well. Really? Yeah, and, and not everything worked perfectly fine. But when you get to the fact that Jake Gyllenhaal is such a great actor and he has a lot to pull from, yeah, he didn't dig deep enough, and the director didn't make him dig deep enough. Oh, okay. So it was just sufficient. Like it was mm-hmm. good. It was whatever but it wasn't like epic and it could have been i think i i think he see you think he didn't do it except except when he was getting defeated okay so you're just you're just saying about that and the battle scene okay okay i gotcha gotcha yeah you know what like it's it i think the uh like leading up to it he was you can tell he was really hamming it up yeah he was really just going for broke at it but yeah he seemed kind of tamed during that like well and he was also kind of like oh i'm not taking this seriously because i'm a fucking badass whatever yeah like i'm the shit and everything and like he took it like i've already won so i'm just like in chill mode and everything which it's cool but like i don't know like when you're kind of like getting kind of wacky just kind of like fucking finish it just go just keep going buck wild on it yeah but when it comes to the very end of the scene Mm -hmm. and um peter parker fucking can't couldn't remember his name mm-hmm. um peter parker finally like outsmarts him yeah that like it's really i think that's really really good like it's like i don't know it, something clicked mm-hmm. like it the movie wasn't enough to build up to that point for some reason it was like heavier than the rest of the film was oh, okay but it was so good, I didn't care. Okay, I got you. Um, yeah, I, I have to go with you on that as well. And I'll I'll tack on that um, they didn't really explore too much of the level of genius Peter Parker has. I mean, they did in that scene where like he was getting his new Spider Spider Man suit oh, together, yeah, which is cool and all. But like uh, to me, it just kind of seemed like it was build a bear. <laughs> yeah the, like the technology was making the stuff for him yeah but he was saying like little things like oh change like the the you know ratio to this and this he was kind of getting more technical on it but I, more stuffing here yeah add this color there yeah which that did kind of bother me because i've always seen spider-man as like a person who like creates with what he can with what he has mm-hmm. and like that part that kind of like tony stark like and um technology part was kind of seemed a little too forced in for me yeah especially they didn't have to do that mm. if they knew they weren't going to be able to keep the rights they didn't know that they didn't know that i'm sure they suspected no no because like i think a week or two weeks later kevin feige came out saying the third spider-man movie we're going to do something that's never been done before <laughs> and we'll never see it probably yeah um uh one thing i want to one more thing i want to touch on about the last the battle scene, the end battle scene is um, there has been this whole thing about like Spider-Man has never really, we've never got a full display of his 
uh, Spidey senses. Mm. We, did, we get that in the, in the old Spider-Man movies. Yeah. This one, we didn't really get it. And they were making fun of it called like the Peter Ching- Tingle. Yeah, the Peter was, Ting- Tingle. Uh-huh. I thought that was dumb. But I, I, that's one thing I will not miss. Um, but this one, they fucking did it. Where he closed his eyes and he had to like, he had to time himself perfectly to like take out the drones and stuff. Mm-hmm. And everything was like blacked out. And then when he's like did all these moves and stuff like that, you're like, oh, he's taking out the drones and shit. That that was the coolest display of spider senses that I've ever seen in the movie. I was just like, that's it. That's the fucking spider senses. Like, fuck yeah. Mm. Probably never see that again. But <laughs> I thought that was. At dope. least you got to see it once. Oh, man. Spider Man, taking away from us too soon. <laughs> I'm. Just happy that Tom Holland is like still putting his brand out there. Yeah, I I would not be surprised if after this after this third Spider-Man movie that will eventually get made. I wouldn't be surprised if he wants to leave if he's just like I'm out. But uh, you already see him in other things, is what I'm saying. So yeah, it's yeah. cool. Like whatever, he has my heart already. Not like like I don't have a crush on him or anything, but like I feel like like if I knew him, he would be my adorable best friend yeah i've i've seen videos of him just hanging out with fans and just meeting people he seems like just a really cool Plus, chill guy you know him and zendaya are friends in real life oh, yeah they're best buddies yeah awesome um i want to talk about the mid credit scene go if you remember it i don't but go ahead okay spider-man and you know mary jane they've decided to start a relationship mm-hmm. um spider-man takes mary jane on a swing which i like that they did that um because in the comics mary jane likes to go swinging with spider-man and mm-hmm. this one zendaya she didn't like yeah it. she was I like I'm not, i don't like that mm-hmm. i like i like the fact that they changed that so it's quinn beck had got this plan together at the last minute and he does he does this fake news kind of footage thing which speaks volumes to like current times oh now. i remember yeah and then he's like well actually before that comes out before the newscast come out, he's like, oh, uh, we got a special report from blah, 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 blah. And then, like, they show the screen. It's, like, the big screen in New York. And it's <laughs> fucking J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> J.K. Simmons came back. People have been waiting for this to happen. Uh-huh. J.K. Simmons is probably the only good thing that came out of those Spider-Man movies. We will get further. We will get into further detail about that. <laughs> but... Um, nobody saw it coming. I remember when we saw in the theaters, you and I freaked the, well, I remember, I remember freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Well, I was like, this is awesome, but why are you freaking out? Yeah. <laughs> and everybody there was like, oh my God. And like, I freaked out so much that I started clapping and clapped so hard. I knocked off my watch. <laughs> and then we searched for it. And we searched and found it. Don't worry, folks. The watch has been found. <laughs> um, yeah. JK, J. Jonah Jameson comes back. But he's like a Alex, um, what's that one, the news, the uh, the conspiracy theorist. Uh, oh, Alex Jones? An Alex Jones type character, which I think it's, it speaks volumes of current times. It's great. And Quentin Beck reveals that, you know, Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that mid-credit scene because it was just like, holy shit, like, this is really going to fuck him up now. Yeah. I can't wait to see part three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> watch uh, the par- probably part three will kind of ignore that mid credit scene uh they kind of do i mean well i don't know if they will have to but like anything that was involved with the mcu was like gone so 
I don't know if they'll ignore it. I hope not. Um, I heard theories of how they can get around it. Uh-huh. But, I mean, those theories involve MCU. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe he'll end up in San Francisco and bump into Venom. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, did that mid credit scene get you hyped up for something that we'll probably never see? Yes. Yes. Uh. <laughs> um, the only I'm gonna say this right now about that mid credit scene about uh, Zendaya and her version of Mary Jane when she's swinging. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of lends to the fact that they were um, trying to make her more independent. I think they really saw um, the previous Spider Spider-Man movies mm-hmm. with the other Mary Janes and kind of got a big sense of. There's one Mary Jane. Okay. Um, <laughs> Had to correct you on that one. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, they got a huge sense of like she's just a throwaway. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll go into details of that Mary Jane, but I really like this Mary Jane because though she doesn't look like what Mary Jane looks like in the comics, she has the spirit and the personality of Mary Jane, mm-hmm. who's very strong will, very independent, very like, I don't give a fuck what you have to say. I'm comfortable in my own body. I'm not looking for your approval. Mm-hmm. You know, she's one thing that one of the things that Mary Jane says is uh, Peter Parker is, um, uh, you're lo- or like, uh, what do you say? She says, go get him tiger. Or she says, I'm like, you're fortunate to be with me. T- tiger. Yeah. Like she was kind of called him tiger, but like in that sense of like, you know, you got a good catch with me. Mm-hmm. And I got that sense. At least it was going to lead into that with, um, Zendaya's, uh, Mary Jane. Yeah. So I don't, I hope they keep that. Cause that was really good. That, that's the one of the things I really liked. You think they'll be able to keep all of the original cast? Um, I don't. I don't know what their contracts are. I don't know what they entail. If they're contractually obligated to come back, I know. I know Tom Holland has an. He has an option to not come back, but he is going to come back. I don't know what Zendaya is because he's actually a fan. Yeah, because he. Yeah, he like wanted to be Spider Man since he was a kid. Now he finally got the chance. He's like, okay, I don't want to give it up. Yeah. Anyway, we it? have better news to talk about. Oh we have yes, something really, really good to talk about. Yeah, so that's going to be the end of our somewhat recent review, and we are going to jump into our try this, not that, but we got to try this, and it is Amazon Prime's uh, Undone. So Amazon Prime's Undone, uh, it was just released uh, this past Friday. Um, creators are, uh, Katie Purdy, uh, Raf, uh, Raf, Raphael, Bob, Wes, <laughs> you gotta help me on this one. Um, Waskenberg. Hold on. Let me get into it. Uh, actually do me a favor. Just read it. <laughs> wait, where? Try this. Let's try this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Bob, wa- uh, Wakesburg. Wakesburg. I think it's Wakesburg. Mm-hmm. Um, he He's uh, from the people behind Netflix's BoJack Horseman. Right? Yeah. Um, the synopsis is, a woman discovers she has a new relationship with time after surviving a car accident that almost killed her. Which, you know, anybody would. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's directed by Hisko Hulsing. 
you know, not mm-hmm. Van Helsing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and it stars Rosa Salazar as Alma Winograd Diaz, Angelique Cabral, Constance Marie. I really like her. I recognized her, and I don't know where from. Mm-hmm. From uh, George Lo- the George Lopez show. Yeah, and that's where, um, you know, Siddharth Dananje. That's all. That's mm-hmm. how I go. David Diggs, you know, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Um, so, which, what attracted what attracted Kelsey and I to this show is, uh, well, which I... No, I got to be honest first. Okay. I did see part of the trailer before you were like, oh, we got to watch this. Mm-hmm. And I judged it within the first five or ten seconds because it didn't give me anything interesting in the trailer. It was mm-hmm. just a rotoscope. Of someone saying, oh, I'm bored with my life. Mm. Okay, fuck you. Bye. So, the, the, okay. For, but for, when you made me watch the trailer, I was like, oh, I'm going to love this like I did Euphoria. Okay. So for, for for the folks who don't know, Undone, they use the technology was called rotoscoping. Um, the biggest use of rotoscoping was uh, Richard Linklater's uh, Scanner Darkly, um, where they essentially make what they film into like a piece of art. They color it and they it allows them to like really just go it's like, crazy. It's like animated, but not. Yeah, it's it's like they they record the person live and then they just color it up and then it becomes animated. But it's pretty dope because you still get a sense of a human being. Yeah, there's real movement. It's not like yeah. CGI movement. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I as soon as I saw it was rotoscoping, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna like it," because I that is something that is rarely done now. Oh, it's only been done like four times: uh, Waking Life, Scanner Darkly, Undone, and then there was like a uh, a bank commercial. A bank it. commercial? Yeah, that, that's the thing that comes to mind. Um, but yeah, it's like this weird kind of trippy thing where like this girl she like has this ability to like maybe travel through time. And she has to, like, solve the, like, this mystery that involves her father. But, like, it goes back and forth between, like, reality and time and then what's current and what's going on in her life. Um, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's, it will fucking hook you, like, the first, like, five minutes. You're just like, whoa, this is different. Um, it didn't hook me right away. <sighs> it didn't. I. You need all the bells and whistles. You know, Bell's going, did it, did it, did it, did it, watch this, Kelsey. I don't like sister relationships in any capacity. Okay. Um, what's, what's our relationship? It's not a sister relationship? Are you a female? We'll come back to that later. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're not related. Um, <sighs> yeah, I don't, I don't like sister relationships and I don't like mother daughter relationships. Oh, okay. Like, I just have a hard time finding them believable. Mm-hmm. They're either really bitchy or they're too mushy. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Um, so I was still filling it out, I think. Mm. Um, but by the end of the episode, I was like, oh, because of the, you know, the one scene, because she got into a car accident, it kind of hooked me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually, <laughs> I I remember I, I started watching this. I think it was like in the, about to start the third episode. I was like, no. Kelsey and I need to like watch this. We need to watch this together. And I remember telling you, we're watching this together like today. We got to check this out. Mm. And even though you were still hungover, yeah, I was still hungover. 
Uh, but the funny thing is, like, after the first one, I was kind of, like, I wasn't get really, I couldn't really uh, gauge your reaction to it. I was just like, maybe she doesn't like it. And mm. I had to ask you, like, oh, do you want to watch another episode? You're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right, cool. I picked, I picked a good one. Yay. No, like, I liked it. I mm. just, I was still feeling it out, though. Okay. And then the second episode came along. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like when everything like kicks up in the high gear and it starts like, you start seeing some really tri- trippy shit. And um, the episodes are only like 20 something minutes long. That's Yeah, that's my only. But it's fucking packed. Yeah, that's like my only gripe is, and I guess because I like it so much, is there's only eight episodes, 22 minutes each episode, but like that's it. And I'm just like, no, I want more. But it leaves you wanting more. Um, I like how they, I, I can't really repeat the comment that I made to you asking you if you ever get tired of something, but mm-hmm. they kind of use a similar story for these kinds of twists, I guess I'll say. And I just like how they did it this time. And I like their use of ambiguity. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's well it's well deserved. Yeah. So that's what I have to say about it. Yeah. So you guys should definitely check it out. It's called Undone, Amazon Prime. It will have you undone. It will have you undone. From what I've been reading, all these reviews are given like super high praise. I we really want a second season to come. This is like this is like this is this is shit that like should be renewed for like multiple seasons because it is really something interesting no lie we got done with the last episode and mark immediately got on his phone and was like please tell me it got <laughs> renewed yeah yeah i was <laughs> like no come on come on come on you know but hopefully i mean oh, fuck, i hope it comes back <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's our try this uh oh uh honorable mention uh check out the podcast we are alive gold rush uh, it is a zombie podcast done by Wayland Studios. Um, it is created by this guy called Casey Wayland. I was fortunate enough to interview the guy for a school project. And um, the podcast has been going on for like 10 years. It's like these separate stories of like these people trying to zo- survive the zombie apocalypse. They just got the new season called Gold Rush. So stoked that it came back. Yeah. Great shit, great shit. All right, anyway. So that's the end of that. And... From there, we're going to jump into this week's geriatric cinematic of Spider-Man 2. I believe there's a hero in all of us. Gives us strength, makes us noble. Even though sometimes we have to give up the thing we want the most. Barker! Where you been? Looking for you all morning. You're late. Always late. You're fired. Look at your paper. Your grades have been declining. You always appear exhausted. I know, I'm trying. So where you been, pal? You don't return my calls. I've been kind of busy. Taking pictures of your friend. Spider-Man killed my father. No matter what I do. Do you love me or not? No matter how hard I try. I want Spider-Man dead. It's the ones I love who will always be the ones who pay. I can't keep thinking about you. I'm getting married. I want a life of my own. I'm Spider-Man. No more. Came out in 2004. Came out 2004. Directed by Sam Raimi. Or, sorry, Sam Raimi. 
Uh, synopsis, Peter Parker is beset with troubles in, following in his failing personal life as he battles a brilliant scientist named Dr. Otto Octavius. That dog was barking in the background. <laughs> it was trying to tell you what it thought. Written by, <laughs> written by Alvin Sargent. Uh, starring Toby Maguire, Spider-Man, Kirsten Dunst, Mary Jane, James Franco's Harry Osborne, Alfred Maloney as... Molina? Sorry, Molina. The insurance company, Molina, Doc Ock. Uh, Rosemary Harris as May Parker, J.K. Simmons as J. J. Jonah Jameson, and William Defoe does make a comeback in that movie. So, before we... Hold on. Last time on Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. 29-year-old high school student Peter Parker is aspiring photographer and the bunt of every bad luck scenario. The only friends he has is, is he has is 28-year-old high school student Harry Osborne and 27-year-old high school student and inspiring so-so actors Mary Jane Watson. The three go on their science class field trip to, to a spider research facility. There, Peter thirsts for Mary Jane and convinces her to allow Parker to take her picture. While this is happening, the scientist doesn't seem to care that their genetically modified spider that holds the superpowers of foreshadowing is free to bite away at Parker. The all-around nerd feels the effects of the bite and passes out at home. Meanwhile, something of a scientist himself, Norman Osborn, father of Peter's friend, Harry, jumps the gun and decides to become his own lab rat in testing out a super, so super soldier, quotation, like gas. The effects of the gas turn Harry Osborn evil and he becomes the Green Goblin, or AKA William Defoe. <laughs> Peter wakes to Peter wakes to super spider powers like be, like being on the receiving end of of an uppercut from puberty. Not knowing what to do with his talent, he decides to make a quick buck by wrestling Macho Man Randy Savage, and his superhero persona is introduced to the world by Bruce Campbell. Hail to the king, baby! After the match, Peter is ripped off by the promoter, and in order to exact his revenge, he lets Uncle Ben die. Now we get now we get. With great power comes with great responsibilities hammered into our heads for the duration of the film. Peter and the gang <laughs> graduate from high school. Parker becomes a freelance photographer at the Daily Bugle where the love between his secret persona and J. Jonah Jameson blossoms. Norman Osborn dons the Green Goblin getup, kills a few corporate rivals in bad CGI fashion, but doesn't, pl <laughs> but doesn't plan from, uh, from other Oscorp, sorry, Oscorp board members from trying to push Norman Osborn out of the business. Green Goblin tries to assassinate the board members, but the Spider-Man saves the day. Cue up Stanley cameo. Goblin offers to be BFF with Spider-Man, but the hero isn't feeling it. The two rivals battle back and forth for most of the film with Gwen Sick. I mean, Mary Jane caught in the crossfire. The two finally end up ducking, duking it out in an abandoned building where each one's true identity is revealed. Goblin tries to get the jump on Spider-Man, but by trying to impale the webhead with his Goblin Glider. Instead, Osborne impales himself and asks Peter to take the blame from Harry's viewpoint. Peter agrees, takes Norman's lifeless body home, lays him on his bedroom, and Harry sees Spider-Man exiting the building. Norman is laid to rest where Peter tells Mary Jane that he thirsts for her no more. Harry swears to kill Spider-Man, and the director Sam Raimi signs up for Spider-Man 2 before the film is released. That was on Spider-Man Part 1. That sounded very boring. You made it sound interesting. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Okay. Are you thirsty now? Yes. <laughs> but not for Mary Jane. Oh, God. So let's just go ahead and just say it right at the back. 
This is not a good movie. <laughs> it is not a good movie. It's a funny movie. Yeah, for all the wrong reasons. Yep. Till this day, people say that this is the best Spider-Man movie. I think they haven't watched the movie in a while. And you say that as someone who used to love the movie. I used to love this movie. I used to think it was the best Spider-Man movie. I only, now, after not only re-watching it the first time we were going to do this episode, but re-watching it as recently as last night, mm-hmm. it's not a good movie. <laughs> it is not a good movie. I think the, I think people just remember the Doc Ock uh, fight scenes. Yeah. And like, that's it. Which have some bad CGI. Some of them do. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, there's some bad CGI. Um... Mary Jane never liked Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane at all. Mary Jane from the comics was attractive. She looked like a girl that I wanted to date. Mary Jane looked like the girl who lived down the street who didn't eat. (laughs) And maybe took a shower once or twice a week. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Uh, what's, What's your take on this movie? Um, I feel like if Tobey Maguire, you know how like there's resting bitch face? (laughs) Yeah. I think Tobey Maguire has resting surprise face. Yeah, but it seems like a. But it's like a longing, like a resting longing face. Like he's like longing for something the entire fucking film. Probably for a better movie. That's what he's logging for. Has he ever been in anything that he was good in? Yeah, Wonder Boys. That's a really great film. Uh, great Gatsby. He played. He was good in that one. But that was mainly Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Has he been in anything that he has been good in? That it wasn't just the film was good, but he was good? Spider-Man 3? <laughs> okay, the answer is no. <laughs> he looks... In this movie, he looked high. Like, he looked like he was stoned for, like, a majority of the film. Or, like, he didn't sleep for three days. Yeah, his eyes were, like, glossy. They were red. I think he said he was, he like... He didn't blink. I don't think he blinked at all. Holy shit, I don't think he does. Like, seriously? The only time... Like, I remember, you know, you used to watch those movies on TV, and they would always have those little bubbles that would pop up and tell you trivia as you're watching it. Oh, pop-up video, yeah. And I watched, I think it was called City of Angels or whatever with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, they, one of the trivia for that was the, what made him look so angelic was he didn't blink. Oh, so you're saying um, Tom McGuire is very angelic. No. <laughs> I think they were trying to do something with that and it just wasn't working. And no one will ever fucking know what it was they were trying to do. But he just looks like he was high. Yeah, it was, yeah, like, and, and and James Franco's acting was like... I've never seen him in anything that I, but I, I mean, I'm not like an expert, though. Well, but. you saw him in um, the, room. the Room. The uh, Disaster Artist. Disaster Artist. We liked him in that, but see, he was like a character in that Yeah, one. he was a He wasn't like digging deep, like, uh-huh. I don't know. He's not that good of an actor. The only thing I really know about James Franco mm. is that he played one of my favorite characters from a 
um, soap opera that I used to watch with my mom. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. But I didn't know that character until he left and somebody else came in, and and I really liked that guy as that character. Oh, okay. Uh, the funny thing is, James Franco, he got his start from a, oh, well, other than soap opera, the thing that got him noticed was a made-for-TV movie on TNT. Um, it was a, it was a, uh, what's it called? A, what's that actor's name? James Dean. It was a James Dean biopic. Oh. Okay. And I remember watching that over and over and actually liking that. I was like, this guy's going to go somewhere. He has done good work elsewhere, but this is just not one of them. He like tends to gravitate towards the asshole rich boy roles for some reason. Because he has that face. He just that's that's this there. Okay. It's there. You know what? Heath Ledger had like a little prissy boy face until he became the Joker, and everyone loved him in that. He wasn't good in other stuff. Uh, I know he was. I've read something that he stopped doing the little fucking two bit parts and really only chose things that he knew would get him notoriety Mm -hmm. or things that he believed in. Oh, okay. Um, and I just, I wish James Franco would do the same thing. I'm trying to think of a good movie that he's been in. Um, I know from what I heard, that mo- that show that he does called The Deuces, I heard he's actually pretty good in that one. Um, Never heard of it. Yeah, it's a HBO show that's actually just about to end. Um, but... <sighs> Yeah, I like the Tom McGuire's performance is you can tell he was like already trying to just check out. Um from what I heard from what I heard about this production was he oh, there we go. 127 hours. That is a great uh Daddy Boyle film that mm-hmm. it stars only James Franco. That is a great movie. I think he was nominated for an Oscar for that role. Um but from what I heard he um, going back to Tom McGuire, he he was debating about even coming back, uh-huh. and supposedly Sony was was going to get Jake Gyllenhaal to come and play Peter Parker. That probably would have been a better choice. <laughs> yeah, it might have. Um, but he came back. He did Spider Man Two. His acting's bad. You can tell he's kind of checks himself out. Um, yeah. Mary Jane. The pacing is weird. Yeah. I was going to say, like, speaking of her, like, it was, there was, like, this one scene where they did really well, I guess, like, with their tension between each other. It was, like, nighttime, and there was, like, an unspoken love there, and she was hoping that he would say, you know, I really have feelings for you, and, you know... He lets her walk away and she turns back and says, oh, by the way, I'm seeing somebody. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that was weird. And then also like, he's like, oh, I bought a ticket to your show. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah. And she's like, don't disappoint me. Yeah. And one thing she had been like, this this is where the, I don't know if it's where the acting or the, the writing fails, but like. During the course of the movie, you know, Mary Jane's in this play and like she wants Peter Parker to like attend, but he he can never he can never make it because he's being Spider-Man. Yeah. She's been like hounding him, you know, when you come to my play, it's very important you come. He actually comes to the play and she's like, oh, you think you come to play? Everything's gonna be better now. 
<laughs> that was like kind of weird. Even though he was kind of being like forced on her, like, you know, hey, we should start dating. In a way, she was still like, you think we're all good now? Like, she couldn't. Be, it was just like, what did, like, what do you want from him? Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. I, I One thing I hate f- about this film is everyone thinks he's lazy. And he doesn't stick up for himself. He doesn't like. No, that's the Peter Parker way kind of is it yeah peter parker's known that's that's one of the things that a lot of people like about this character is that he he gets kicked around a lot because he knows he can't he's he's essentially being everybody's punching bag because he knows he can't really reveal his who he is because he's gonna put everybody in danger even though people who deserve to like get knocked out like jj he's like i don't want to put jj's life in in jeopardy i think there's a way to do it Mm -hmm. where you don't tell everyone you're Spider-Man, but, like, you also don't let people tell you you're lazy. Yeah, he could have, like, at least stuck up for That's himself That's what I'm saying. Like, don't, bit. you know, be like, hey, I'm not lazy. You know, I got a lot of shit on my plate right now. Yeah. And I think, I think they kind of, they, oh, what's it called? They overdid it in Spider-Man 3. Yeah. If, did you ever see Spider-Man 3? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know if I'm, I don't, I don't even know if I'll make you watch that movie. <laughs> Make you watch it. You made me watch Meet the Feebles. That's a great film. You're gonna make me watch 2001 A Space Odyssey again. Spoilers. <laughs> at some point. Yeah, at some point. God. Um, but where was it going? Yeah, I, yeah. He, I get it. He like he has to get kicked around a little bit, but then he got kicked around a little too fucking hard to the point where I was just like, dude, stand the fuck up for yourself, man. Mm. You're not making me. It makes me just feel sad for you now. I'm not even sad. Like, it gets to a point where you're just like, you're fucking annoying. <laughs> like, you know, if you were a person in my real life mm-hmm. and we were friends, I would stop being your friend. Damn. Don't ever be Peter Parker's friend then. I won't. Okay. What did you think of, since we talked about the CGI in Far From Home, what did you think about the CGI in, in this? <laughs> <laughs> Can you finish that sentence? So the CGI looks bad. Okay. It's serviceable. Okay. Until the train. Okay. So let's take a little step back. It was good at its time. When it first came out, it looked great, I guess. But if you rewatch if you rewatch it now, oh it's bad. Well, TVs were still a little fuzzier back then too. I know, but <laughs> When when we rewatched it at my place, um, the effects looked pretty bad. We're like, wow, that, those effects are, whew, things are dated. So we rewatched it again on your TV, and your TV is of a much higher quality. You and I were like, wow. <laughs> Whoa, that is shit. You could see even the, the gross forehead of Kristen Dunst. Oh, yeah. You know, fucking greasy forehead and hd or some shit like that <laughs> yeah you can really see like the the outlining where the cgi was coming or the special effects where like mm-hmm. spider-man swinging along it looked really fucking horrible he looked like he, i don't know what he looked like like it doesn't age well i don't know it it's weird i would say like a leaf blowing a leaf blowing it please <laughs> elaborate but if the leaf was stretchy <sighs> I got it. I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. Um, okay, so let's let's go on let's go on the uh, like a uh, slinky. 
<laughs> a slinky. A spy, slinky spider, spider slinky. Um, okay, so before we go on the train, let, I want to talk about the Doc Ock um, special effects. Um, okay, I did like that. The way the tentacles move. Uh, I've checked out the behind the scenes footage. There's actually four people on. There's a one person on each tentacle, actually like pushing them around and carrying it. Oh, okay. So I thought that's why it looked genuine. It looked dope. Mm-hmm. Um, especially uh, the surgical scene where they the the, the doctor. <laughs> wait, 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 let me get let me get my train up before <laughs> let me get my thought up before we start laughing. Um, the scene is. It's a Sam. It's a Sam Raimi film. Sam Raimi's known as a horror director. That mm-hmm. is like Sam Raimi perfect. That is his skills as a horror director. Right. So when I saw, it, I was like, "That is the perfect Sam Raimi." Yeah. At the same time, it's so fucking ridiculous, like a Sam Raimi horror film. <laughs> like, what, what, what were we cracking up on? The the chainsaw. Yes, a surgical chainsaw. Chrome plated. Yes, a surgical chainsaw. <laughs> What? <laughs> and then the way people were just being flung around was kind of more comical than it was mm-hmm. scary. Like it's a Sam. That's that's a, that's how he does horror. So he does he does horror very terrifying, but very comical mm. at the same time. I gotta show you Drag Me to Hell. That's a great fucking horror film. Okay, I'll show you that. Um, but yeah, I like what what. what what else did you think about the uh, that scene in particular? I know there was something else we were laughing at. Um, I don't know that scene in particular. It was just like all split. His arms were all splayed out, like his oh, fake his, arm. his eyes were covered. Yeah, why were his <laughs> eyes covered? Like he was at a spa or some shit. Yeah, they're gonna give him a back massage. <laughs> They're going to a back massage and then massaging all those tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's go into the train. Oh, man. No, uh, wait, wait, wait. What? I have to tell you one other thing about uh, Doc Ock. Okay. Okay. When he first, I think it's when he first fully becomes Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene where he's like, oh, I'm a villain now. And you see his back. And mm. then he makes a quick turn left with this like really manic look. And then he runs away. Like, Oh, yeah. The scene where like, <laughs> the scene where, like uh, he comes out of the hospital and like he flings at the cab, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then like he looks left and you hear like sirens and the things, the tentacles like, whoosh, like opens up and it's like, ding! You saw that one time cracked up, saw a second time, and laughed equally hard at that scene. And it is kind of ridiculous. It is kind of ridiculous. I have a thing about pacing. If you don't do it right, it's just hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, case in point, uh, our It, it Chapter oh, 2. Yeah. That pacing was all wacky. <laughs> um, I did like... Uh, okay, so let me let me go first. I, I honestly still like the effects when it comes to Spider-Man and Doc Ock fighting. Um, even though they still they are looking dated, I think it's cool because it's really uh, badass. Like the scene where like they're falling from the building and they're like punching each other. 
Oh, and the building on the side of the building. Yeah, and like the volume goes out, and all you hear you hear them struggling, and you yeah. hear the wind blowing. I thought that was really well done. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. And the perspective too. Absolutely, it wasn't like head on to the building; it was with them. Yeah, like you're following with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go, and then so <laughs> we'll go ahead and go to the train scene. I still like the train scene. I st- I still think it looks cool. But what's your gripe? <laughs> what's your gripe about that train scene? <laughs> First of all. <laughs> he's on a train uh-huh. and he looks like a slinky leaf <laughs> just slinky it's slinky he does too much rolling around and like spider-man posing so he just yeah look n- it doesn't look natural so how do you cgi something to look natural that already doesn't look natural and i think that's kind of what the problem was oh okay yeah like his um Tobey mcguire's physique was really weird like he was like too stiff to really move he had like like chunky legs that like they looked nice and muscular in Mm -hmm. his suit but you look at him when he's just toby mcguire like for peter parker and you're like that doesn't equate (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's true um yeah his like I know what scene you're talking about when he's on top of the train and he does, he does like the spider pose and everything. Yeah. But it seemed like it was kind of stiff. Like, Well, yeah. he rolled into the position, I think, at one point. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, and his legs look like they kind of stretched. And then, like, it was like, yeah, like a slinky. <laughs> you're just, you're on that <laughs> slinky. It's the only way I know how to explain it. You're just on that slinky. Um, so... <laughs> So he what, he uses his his powers his webbing yeah his webbing to try and stop the train because Doc Ock's like well you're gonna die so I'll let the train kill you yeah so he decides to put one web on each building yeah and of course it starts breaking the building yeah like he puts like a bunch of webbing like out so then he puts a bunch of webbing because yeah. it didn't work the first time and he's like. Holding back the train. First of all, I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, he's Spider-Man. He's not Superman. Yeah, apparently he's, like, so, unbreakable. Like, I would think that his arms would snap back. Mm-hmm. You know, like, nobody's wrists are that fucking strong. Yeah, he's actually, like, gotten the shit kicked out of him to the point where he's like, I can't fucking move. And then that, that would, that should have broken him. Yeah. So then he... He stops the train, but it was like the funniest way because like he's all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know y'all have seen that movie, that scene on YouTube, that face face he's making. (laughs) It's it's back then. I thought it was funny. Really, this is stupid. Look at this stupid ass face. Um. And then I thought it was bad that, okay, everyone catches him and they're all in like reverence of him and they, they know who he is because his mask is off. Mm-hmm. Those child actors are fucking cringeworthy. I hope they <laughs> never went into acting. Then one of them grows up to be Michael B. Jordan. Those white ass boys. Damn it. I thought I was thinking one of them was black and I was hoping you like, you know, you'd be fooled. Never mind, continue. Is it reverse alopecia? Or like, you know, <laughs> um, um, revere ligo. As yeah, Uncle, reverse vitiligo. Yeah, there you as go. Uncle Ruckus from Boondock says. <laughs> Re- revere ligo. Mm. Anyway, I'm sorry, go on. Anyway, they give him his 
mask back. Mm-hmm. And then Doc Ock's like, oh, that didn't kill you. My bad. I'm going to kill you yeah. now. And all the people are like, no, we're in solidarity with Spider-Man. Yeah. That's so fucking stupid. I don't think that's stupid. I think the thing that's really stupid is that when they carry him, one of the guys, one of the, the bystanders says, he's just a kid. No, he's not. He's like 35. Like he, I mean, he, he's supposed to be a kid. But come on, look at him. He's not a kid. Well, how old was the person who said it? Maybe in his 40s. Okay, but some people are older in their 40s than... No, this dude was obviously in his 40s. I'm talking, I'm talking about what he said about when he saw Peter Parker's face. I know. I'm just thinking, like, I look at people in their 20s and think they're just a kid. Yeah, but, like, I, 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 think, I think it was... I think it, was, this go, it goes into bad casting. Oh. Because when he's in college, let's assume he's a freshman. Mm-hmm. He's, like, what? Maybe 19, 20 at most or something like that? Mm-hmm. Maybe? Tobey Maguire in that movie did not look in his early 20s. He looked like he's about to crack 30 or 32. Yeah. So I just thought like that's just really funny. When he goes, he's just a kid. I'm like, no, 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 he's not. Look at him. <laughs> no, um, to go on of what, you, what you're saying about Doc Ock coming in and knocking out uh, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I read, there's a deleted scene where the fight, the fight's a bit longer. And there's mm-hmm. a scene where like I think Peter Parker gets his ass like dragged across the street. Mm-hmm. Oh no no no! Now I remember, I think he a train hits him, An, uh, another subway from an opposite direction hits him, and that's why he's really tired when they when he stands up. Oh okay. So, but like they cut it, I guess, for time constraints or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the, the actor's name? Uh, the one who played Doc Ock. Um, fuck! I just said his name. Uh, Alfred Molina. Molina. I thought he was the perfect Doc Ock. Yeah, he was great. He reminds me of my dad. <laughs> Is your dad Doc Ock? <laughs> um, I really liked his performance as Doc Ock. He looked like the character. He really looks like the comic book character. Yeah. Even you made a comment about his haircut. <laughs> what, what was that? That It was like he, he didn't have a, a fade uh-huh. from his neck to like his haircut it was just a line and it was kind of high uh which is a comic book accurate haircut <laughs> really yeah. it's like border it's like close to like comic book accurate. he pretty much has a bowl of a, a, what's a, called, bowl a bowl cut. cut yeah he has a bowl cut but they had to like modernize it modernize they should not it. have modernized it i think he looked so stupid if <laughs> can you imagine afro <laughs> with a fucking bowl cut i mean What's his face made up popular recently? Oh, homeboy from Stranger Things? Yeah. He <laughs> looks so stupid. Um, okay, you mentioned cringeworthy. With let's, the boys, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the music. Jesus. <laughs> God damn that music. This music is like, that's what I call music. Fucking volume three, early 2000s Look, bullshit. I thought the Guitar Hero music in it chapter two is bad no uh killer clowns killer clowns whatever same stuff yeah totally same movie yeah absolutely <laughs> um yeah this is worse yeah some of it like there's that scene where he um there's that scene where he's buying flowers for mary jane and it's like 
It's like Nickelback or some shit playing nah, in the background. Not even. It was more watered down than that. It was horrible. It was almost like Christian music that was trying to be modern in the early 2000s. Yeah. Or if it was like, it was like a, uh, a tribute band to like Three Doors Down or something. It was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> God, it was bad music. Uh, and then, oh, okay. So <laughs> the, <laughs> the ending. First of all, this this movie does this thing I hate so much is when the superhero takes off his mask like a thousand times. It felt like he took off that mask every fucking two minutes. He was like never wearing it almost. Yeah. Um, so that was that's one thing I really hate about. Oh, when he was climbing the fucking building with his mask off, bothered me. Yeah, no one's gonna be like, hey, why is that? He's like in an alley, and he's like, oh my god, like my powers are waning. Mm-hmm. Let me take off my mask. That'll help. You know what? I have a theory about that. Yeah. I think this movie is about Spider-Man losing his mojo. I think this movie is about Spider-Man realizing he never had mojo. He had mojo. He was squirting mojo all over New York out of his wrist. He had, he didn't have mojo. Watch, watch, watch. You know what it was? What? It was Gojo. <sighs> Fuck this. <laughs> Do you know what that is? What's, what is it? What's Gojo? You know that orange-scented... Um, it came in a jar. And the the would... stuff that you use to clean your hands? Yeah. That's called Gojo? Yeah. Oh, shit. Like... You learn something new every day. <laughs> That's called Gojo? Yeah. Like, is it the brand? Or is that with the... the, the... That's the brand. So what? what is that stuff called? Like, what's it called? You know, like, it's... Soap. I know, it's soap, but it's different soap. It's like, it's like scratchy soap, like sandpaper soap. Mm-hmm. You know, this is it's why like a we're, degreaser type. Yeah, this soap. is this is the podcast. This is why we're here to talk about soap. <laughs> Gojo has, Gojo. has mojo. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> anyway, he Spider Man loses his mojo and because he's not getting any Gojo. Yeah, he's not getting any Gojo. <laughs> and the minute the minute like he might get some from Mary Jane, which she's like, kiss me with a dead ass fucking no lips, to, kiss me in that weird face she makes. Uh-huh. He's like. He, he, he like, you know, he perks up. He perks up. <laughs> then he gets his powers back. Yeah. Because he got his mojo back. Mm. So that's my theory about that. But anyway, the ending. Mm. You loved it, right? Perfect. <laughs> I think, what was it was that was so funny? He was like, where was he? He wasn't on a building. It was like on a bridge or some shit. Um, or a crane. Oh, you talking about like after like he's defeated Doc Ock and like he like leaves Mary Jane so she can be rescued. Oh, oh he you does like weird. T- he does that weird turn. Yeah, yeah. You folks need to like. Well, actually, Kelsey, please explain it. All right. Have you ever? I know you've seen it. You've watched a video or a movie, and you could tell that for whatever reason they chose to shoot the scene and then use the reverse of it. Oh, oh, yeah. That's what it looked like. Okay, gotcha. I wonder why. I don't have any fucking clue. Maybe just maybe just coincidentally, his body moved like that. It was still slinky syndrome. Like <laughs> his head followed. Like <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like body first, then head. Like, <laughs> like if he was almost like like he was a robot. Yeah, or if he was like dancing in a Paula Abdul video or something like that. Or Janet Jackson, you know, turn like well, yeah. People who are listening, they probably know what I'm talking about. Janet Jackson had like a lot of these dancers, great dance videos, 
and they do like these weird like body movement and stuff like that. That's kind of remind me of it. Mm. You should look it up <laughs> right now. <That's> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, oh, one thing I really one thing I want to touch on more uh, before we take off the web, right? Huh? The web. The web. What do you mean? That Mary Jane is standing in. No, no, no. Because um, we didn't do it. I I should have brought it up when we were talking about Doc Ock. Oh. The fact that he's just a normal guy with four tentacles, and he can take being thrown at a fucking building. Yeah. Like, he collides with the building, and it chips away. Look, you have superpowers if you just believe. <laughs> just believe? Just believe. Apparently, if you get, if you get tentacles strapped to your spinal cord, <laughs> which it was, what would we say they were? The wires that are connected to the spinal cord? There, uh, he got them from a supply store, an acupuncture supply oh, store. Oh yeah, acupuncture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you could just take you can take a hard blow from fucking Spider Man when he throws you like. What well, he, he, acupuncture he, takes your pain away. So that was probably it. Yeah. So he just didn't have any pain. Yeah. And it also made his bones fortified. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he got thrown literally into a cab, and it was like, yeah, fuck this. And he didn't need his brain anymore, so he didn't realize that it was rattling around in there. Yeah, the uh, sentient, uh, <laughs> the sentient tentacles were controlling the brain. They shouldn't have had any type of AI capabilities. Yeah, but they did apparently. Um, is, they don't really explain that too well. The spider web after yeah, the fight. Yeah, go on. There's a spider web that's just there, on like on top of a building or something. Yeah, she he formed it. Well, know. it's weird because the scene opens with her just kind of leaning kind of sexily into it. Mm-hmm. And then he comes into the scene. It's like she was waiting there for him. Yeah. Like a like a like like how a fly gets caught in a real spider web waiting to be eaten. Yeah. But she probably would have done that. Yeah. Totally. And then they have like this conversation. It was just really fucking weird. Who has the time to make a web like that? Like all of his webs are strings. Like... And this web was, like, perfectly crafted. Like, he would have spent some time on this. Yeah, they do that a couple of times in the movie where, like, the webbing is more, uh, like, the shot is more, it's widened, I guess. Uh-huh. And that's, that is a Spider-Man thing. He can do that. But they never really establish that in the whole Spider-Man lore. They're just like, oh, you can assume he can just do that. Yeah. Um, there's that. And speaking of Spider-Web, when he is doing the whole train thing and holding all those webs... Mm-hmm. Whatever he had in his hand looks so fucking fake and rubbery. Did you notice that? Uh, no, but I'll let you finish your thought because I just thought of something that bothered me about that. It was dumb. That's <laughs> all. That's all I have to say. It was so fucking fake that even though no C, well, it was some CGI uh-huh. was being used. It was just bad. Like there was no need for it to look that bad. Yeah, you're right. Um, so one thing that's, that has always bothered me about Spider-Man and his webbing. So he shoots his webbing out, and his thing is that he grips it. Yeah. How does it not slip from his hand? It's webbing. It's sticky. I, but and like, also his fingers. But see, that always, in that case, with the, with, the, with the train and the amount of pull he was doing, you figure someone would have like slipped out of his hand. That's not the only thing wrong with that scene. So, 
<laughs> you're like, Mark, you're not focusing on the real issues of that whole scene. <laughs> like, there's no way his muscles grew big enough to ruin his fucking suit. Oh, that's right. His shit was flexing. He was fucking flexing. Yeah. Man. Like he's fucking Hulk or some shit. Well, as as the um, great lyricists behind the Spider-Man theme song, Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever Spider-Man can. That's what he can do. Because he's Spider-Man. Mm. I like that blank stare you're giving me. Yeah. I think that's going to be in my head for the rest of the night. Yeah, it's hopefully be in your head. No, you... but with, the, with that Asian lady on the little... Oh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Tell me why you did the look that I would have done. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> I would have walked up to her and been like, beautiful. <laughs> Just beautiful. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> And so, then I would have gone to my reverse clan meeting at Cheers. Slash Cody Ugly. <laughs> Where everybody doesn't hate your guts, they're hated on. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so I think that's going to be it. Uh, Chapter two. <laughs> it, it, yeah, <laughs> oh, okay, so that's going to be the end of the show. Or the end of our discussion of Spider-Man 2. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um all right so to give you guys a heads up um we are going for our next our next episode oh my god i can't wait to hear you i can't wait for you guys to hear this we are going to be reviewing um the newest brad pitt film at astra and for our geriatric (laughs) cinematic we are going to do 2001 a space odyssey the stanley kubrick classic I can't wait to Kelsey say Kelsey say what she thinks about Look, this movie. He just wants everyone to hate me. No, 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 no! Shh! Don't spoil it. I'm not spoiling it. I'm not. I'm not saying everybody's gonna hate you. There are pe- there are people who share your opinion on it. But when we first saw this movie, and what you told me, I was like, "Whoa!" Well, you loved it though. I You're loved like- it. I was like, "Oh my god! I love. I'm loving this." I I gotta do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so um yeah that's that's gonna be the next week's our our next uh show um yeah that's gonna be about it uh chapter we, two god fucking stop it <laughs> uh we would like to give a uh shout out to uh lee Luau- lee Luau? that's how you say yep. that right I'm always, always fucked that up. That's how that's how we got into the jingle last time. Lee Lou Allen. Lee Lee, Lee Lou, Lou Allen. Allen. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, Lee Lou Allen, he is the guy who does the uh, not this episode's intro, but he does our outro. But he does our intro outro whenever we do use it. So we want to give him a shout out. Um, you want to check out his band Electric West. They have a website called electricwest.com. Yeah. Do we have any update if they found out? Manager? No, I haven't seen anything. Uh, okay. Uh, but you guys should definitely check out um, his band's music. I like it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, let me see. What else? Other than that, uh, like I said, give us a five-star review on iTunes. Um, be really great. 
and check out all our social medias instagram instagram twitter facebook gmail <laughs> you can um, also comment on the like pod podbean oh yeah comment about it. you know what drop a line comment say how much you like the show say how much you hate the show tell us we're dumb because we don't like spider-man yeah. it's the best movie ever yeah stand by that that's why that's why we want to do this show yeah we'll we have a discussion like come on talk yeah. about it come talk to us talk to us i won't eat you i promise like a spider man can <laughs> <laughs> anyway so that is going to be it for our show for this week so we want to bid you guys adieu. adieu adieu i do want to bid you adieu we love you <laughs>